now the Midnight Run, a special power hour tonight on KWDD. We've got a fantastic show for you ahead of the night. We have Professor Lewis Chapman out today, and Joseph Thielen filling in for What's This? And everything you need to know about AstroTurf from Joseph Thielen tonight, filling in for a, a gravely ill Professor Lewis Chapman. Next, we've got uh, Starboy, Norman Sims with News from the Stars. And the goings-on in our stellar sphere. And then... Box seats to round out the hour of power with the movie... That's enough! You may have heard about it, may not have, and if you haven't, it's definitely time you heard. If you know, you know. We send out the director and a couple of the actors from the feature film that is making its rounds all around the world. That's our show for tonight, so stay tuned. Uh, this is KWZD. KWZD is supported by members like you. Yes, members like you listening right now in whatever way you're listening. But also opening up their, not just their ears, but their wallets. And giving so that we may stay on the air. Again, contribute today and receive a free tote with any monthly subscription and choose any, any subscription preference for receiving totes. And this is all on sliding scale based on your contribution, so the bigger the contribution, the bigger the tote. This is KWDD. Filling in today for good, good friend Lewis Chapman. I'm the second person most knowledgeable about the history of AstroTurf. Today is our subject, and I've read many book in preparation for this moment. And searched through academia, consulted many colleagues in order to research this subject. AstroTurf, whether it's on the gridiron, where Sunday warriors do battle, or even at your local putt-putt, miniature golf. Possibilities for AstroTurf and its elusive properties are absolutely limitless. But, why shall I explain everything when I have these experts at hand? got the turf engineer Brandon Valdez here with me as a consultant. It, it's exciting to be here. I just, I'm really happy to, to get the information of the AstroTurf out to the people and just let them know where it came from. Like, you see it everywhere and not many people know it's deep and buried past. It's, it, it's, it's exciting. Yes, yes, a very exciting page-turning history for the AstroTurf. I also have with me here uh, a man whose name is synonymous with Miniature Golf, the president, CEO, sole proprietor, Vegetarian Service, sole proprietor of the Crazy Balls, Miniature Golf Dynasty, Mr. Chuck Putnam. 
Thanks for having me here, Joe. Okay. And a piece of AstroTurf history itself is in the studio is the one and only Anton T. Turfind, who is the son of the great Sullivan Turfind, of course, the story gardener who created AstroTurf. Thank you, Anton. Yeah, I'm really excited you're here today. I'm so glad to meet you. It's it's inspiring yeah. to meet the son of the man who made what I've I've dedicated my entire life to. I I really like to get and it's just about it's the, where he where he brought us from from actual grass to to this engineering masterpiece. It's it's yeah, it's so, inspiring. Well, that's just. A testament to the fervor with which people feel about your father's legacy, and perhaps that's where we should start. Anton, um, can you? Is his story is well known through the astroturf world, which is a bit of a niche. However, uh, if you could start with you at the home life, what was the what what was the inspiration to the elder Sullivan? To create such a marvel. Yes, yes. I was I'd no, like to. I'd like to field this one. Well, it, it's well known in his in his autobiography, a grass by any other name. He he was a gardener who who just he he was fed up with the the grass he plants for people dying when they miscare for it, and just how much effort he put into this lawn and. How little effort the owners put into it. He he thought there must be a better way. That's a slight misconstrue. Yes, I actually yes, met uh, Mr. Sullivan Turfin back in 1975 at a disco club. We were both standing in line for the bathroom, and he came up to me and he was like, "Ma, you are wearing the finest set of trousers I've ever seen." I said, "Ma, thank you, sir." And he said, he said, have you ever heard of miniature golf? And I, and this was the first time I ever heard of it. He started the whole business. He, he planted the seed in my mind. And, uh. Gardner planting seeds. Yeah. <laughs> that he did. He was very good at it. And, and you see, uh, when I, I got to talking to him and he was, the most incredible mind I have ever had the had the opportunity to meet. And he told me so much about AstroTurf, about golf balls. See, I had been playing full-blown golf my whole life, but miniature golf it condenses it to its essentials. It removes the, 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 the sand element and the grass element. Well, well, then you put the sand element back in every once in a while to make a couple extra dollars. But it removes the grass element and turns it into this perfect scientific structure with the fibers that, 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 just, that just push the ball along as it roams. It just has a synergy with the dimples, you know what I mean? And it just kind of helps it roll along and and find its way into its uh, destination. And and Sullivan Turfin, he was the pioneer of it all. 
he really made it the perfect art form and sport that it is today. Indeed, Anton, uh, your father was called a scientist by engineer alike, an artist by some, but which part of his soul do you think really shined through when he invented his first pristine patch of AstroTurf? I think what he really, it was his emotional is. commitment to perfection. Oh yes, it, it is right it, there. The but the land. It was it, it, excuse me, I'm really, I'm uh, I'm talking Brandon, right now. It's my I turn. Think, I think Brandon has a point. I'd, I'd feel okay if you didn't step on my toes here. I but apologize. to continue on Brandon's point is uh, basically it's it's the emotional commitment to perfection that he had the 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 mathematical genius behind every single precise blade being exactly what it needed to be at every moment in time. Uh, Brandon, you seem like a bit of a, an expert on Sullivan Turfin. Uh, I, I, you, you read the biography of Blade by any other name, and uh, you seem a true student. Of I, I really look up to him. I, I feel like he's basically my father. A true and, father figure in your life. And it's, it's really nice to know that his legacy is in this room, that I am here continuing what he started. It's an honor to have. His son, uh, Andrew Turfin, uh, Anton, Anton here, and, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. is here. And, well, yes, um, there's one Anton, point that I'd like is, to bring is, up about Yes, yes, I would love it. Is, could, uh, could you tell us a personal home story about your father? Something that, that we might not know from his personal life? Yes, perhaps. one of my favorite memories of my father is when... Oh, I that was, brings back... So uh, many memories that I have I, of him. I, I was now, back seven, back when ten. Vietnam was happening, and uh, we had both dodged the draft um, by by telling the medical examiners that we had uh, horrible liver problems, which we then proceeded to give ourselves uh, through the drinking. And And he told me one day, he said, you know the worst part about grass? And I said, what is it, Sullivan? And he said, it doesn't forgive. Yes, uh, well, I'm afraid. Thank you. This was an absolutely enlightening episode. Uh, It is an honor to serve instead of my colleague, uh, Lewis Chapman. Uh, But my experience is... We are both telling stories, and I'm pleased we could bring the story of such a such a great man as Sullivan Turfind to life. That uh, we learned about his legacy, everything that we enjoy, and I think coming from this, we can all say that we are all truly children of Sullivan Turfind. I want to thank my guests, uh, Brandon Valdez. Thank you. And Chuck Putnam. Yep. This has been... Oh, and also, Anton Turfin, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a great uh, This is KWZD. Uh, keep listening to What's This. And now for the news. The time is currently 1.51.
A major storm hit the Oregon coast, which temporarily raised the sea level in the area by 14 feet. It is estimated that $125 million in damages to homes, businesses, and cars were done. Michigan residents have already started their primary voting for 2020 elections. They found that early voting was put pulling in more interest and increased their voting rates by 31%. If Michigan's projections are correct, our next president is independent and leader Benjamin Colorado. Do drink from a flask. Ferncore released a study about how the stainless steel has been affecting the bladders of flask users. Find out more tonight on KWZD's News Hour, next hour. And now, for the weather. Hi, uh, this is McDaniels with the weather, and uh, today we have a likely chance of, I don't know, it's uh, gonna be some sort of weather going on today. This morning, if you go outside, it's dark, uh, you look up, there's some stars, and uh, some people may say they see the aliens, but we don't know about these things. Uh, ask someone else. And I mean, so uh, what else is in the weather? Uh, there's a little bit of clouds going on. Uh, you can see the moon right now. And uh, further on, like later on in the morning, the sun is gonna rise. It should be beautiful. I'm not too sure what colors you're gonna see. Probably a little bit of yellow, red, uh, maybe purple, who knows? Uh, you gotta be the beholder of that. You just gotta wake up nice, bright, and early this beautiful morning when it happens. And then after that, it may, get, it may be really nice and, uh, you know, have that nice blue birds chirping, you know, beautiful weather going on. And then, you know, in the afternoon, it's gonna start getting really windy. And that's probably what's gonna happen. I'm not too sure. Don't ask me, I'm telling you the weather, but you gotta see for yourself. And then later on, the sun's gonna set, and when the sun sets, it's gonna be beautiful. You're gonna see more colors, you're gonna see some clouds probably. Hopefully it doesn't rain, and if it does rain, it'll be nice. You just gotta enjoy yourself. It's the desert out here, guys. You gotta love the, the rain. It just happens. And when it happens, it's beautiful. Just like when you see the snow and trees and stuff. And then the sun's gonna set, it's gonna get dark, be nice, you know, then you guys, you know, go up in your bed, get all cozy, turn the heater on, because it will be cold, still that season, it may be, it may, you may hit that little nice point, but you gotta get up inside the house, because then it's gonna get, you know, windy again when the sun sets, after the sun sets, because that's just how it goes out here in this desert. I don't know, but you gotta see for yourself, because I'm not too sure. I'm just the weather guy, uh, and then you guys go to sleep, and who knows what happens outside. You'll, you might hear the wind, and that's the weather. Signing off, it's McDaniels with the weather. Stay tuned for more weather on KWD's uh, weather hour in the hour after the news hour, which lasts three hour program. Uh, so stay tuned for more weather later. This is KWZD. Up next, Starboy. Hello, everybody. I am Norman Stins. I am your Starboy. When we're traveling out to not the far reaches of space, but just outside of our atmosphere. And 
We are talking today about personal satellites. They're littering the sky now, uh, with a cost of only 50 to 400 million dollars to create and launch. Uh, many millionaires and billionaires alike are sending them out for all sorts of reasons. And we're going to talk about some of those reasons with a couple of our guests today. We have billionaire Ulysses Nunez and a wonderful hero of mine, uh, the astronaut Lieutenant Mike Gertrude, MD. And I'd like to start with uh, Mr. Nunez. Um, how, how many satellites do you have? Well, currently... Well, let me first off by uh, thank you for having me on this show. It's, uh, it's nice uh, not being interviewed for tax evasion for a change. I'm just as a little joke out there. No, as as of right now, uh, we have six. I'm uh, setting to launch number seven. Yeah, I'd like to start uh, start gearing towards maybe a, a full baker's dozen. Oh wow! And. Each of these satellites have their own purpose, or are they similar? What are you doing? Well, not to get too technical with the mumbo-jumbo, but I have some for racing, because we're not going to send something into space without racing. Like, are you kidding me? That's so much open track. There's that just potential. So I got... Almost infinite. I mean, theoretically, so I'm told. So uh, we've got we got well we got the the racer, we've got the pit crew, and that consists of three of the satellites. So that's full right there. We have a redundancy for the racer just in case a rogue meteor takes it out. Uh, then I've got uh, one for the VR, you know, the virtual reality out there. It's a, you know, you plug it into your uh, what are they little VR goggles and you can yeah. stare around space. That one's uh that one was for my son Jimmy, but I'll get get into that one later. That's fantastic. And you're saying that you could tap into these satellites at any time. You're racing some of them. You're using VR. Do you have maybe telescopes and you're looking at new new areas to race, perhaps? Well, see, is well we have. Oh, there's a couple of trade secrets, so I can't delve too deep into it. But we do have uh, multiple telescopes we have uh, uh i believe i can tell you is we have one on the moon that was able to we, we coordinate with we were able to triangulate and figure out where all our satellites are through our equipment not just through their homing device uh we have the one satellite i said for the vr that one actually is uh proven pretty useful in navigating and finding the stray satellites wow so Next, I'd like to talk to Lieutenant Mike Gertrude, MD. Um, you're an astronaut. Is this affecting you in, in any way? Well, you see, this is, this is really affecting us all. And it's, 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 it's affecting, firstly, those of us that live up in the, 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 the space station, the, 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 I, the ISS. Yes. And um, I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. I, I, don't, right. I don't speak to people very often and it's just having you in front of me it's it's really flustering me well, uh, you know what son i have that effect on people it's all right well the, the the big thing about how it affects us is that there's there's little to no regulation on who can or cannot put uh satellites into space so there's there's just 
a lot of just junk satellites, people throwing them up there as a joke, just just naming them after their exes and hoping they come crashing down. And then and then there's, there's the, the cartels just they're hiding their drugs in space. And it's it's terrifying. It's this this is this is something that we we really should try to rein in a little bit. Maybe 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 not not big regulations, but like maybe you have to be licensed as a satelliteer or or maybe maybe you need to be trained in the proper procedures of space travel. I know I am and I don't even have a satellite up there. You know, I think I'm going to jump in right there. You know how much bureaucratic red tape I had to go through to get a pit crew in space? Satellite or no, I had to pay off a lot of... Oh boy, I almost, yeah, almost caught myself in a oopsie. I had, to, I had to do a lot to get through all that red tape. Uh, un- understandably, that it is an easy task if you have a lot of money. Now, what happens when this cost goes down and we're sending satellites by the thousands every day? Um, because as it stands, our satellites are a little more um, limited as to what they can do. But with, you know, video games and perhaps racing would become a great uh, sport. Um, this could just litter space and almost pollute it completely. Do you agree? I, I completely I completely agree. It's the we're we're already seeing uh, the effects of the 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 population of the the satellites just it, they're bumping into the ISS and it's it's I'm having to go out there and fix it every day. We, we usually go like a week or two without having to repair something on a spacewalk, and and now I'm I'm doing spacewalks like two three times a day. That's wow. And taking away from your other studies, of course. So this is definitely an issue, and I, I hope we could address it more in the future. I really want to thank my guests for coming and speaking with us, especially with such a nervous presence. Thank you. It, it was, it, I gotta say, it's been a hoot and a half being in it, here. It was I think an I can honor. Speak for the both of us here. I say it was. It was a pleasure. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Starboard on KWZD. Remember, you can catch more full-length episodes at starboard.com. KWZD is presented in part by viewers like you, also sponsors like this one. Nunez Satellites. Yes, be the owner of your own satellite. Have you ever wanted to search the stars, race amongst the asteroids, or maybe, just maybe, catch your own falling star? Well, Nunez Satellites can bring that dream to reality. For very nominal fees and sliding scales, you may become owner, part owner, leasee, licensee, rentee, attending of your very own personal satellite. Choose VR feeds, choose a racing model. We have whatever you might want to do when you explore the stellar reaches of space. Once again, that's Nunez Satellites. Look them up online at NunezSatellites.com or social media. Nunez Satellites are the shiz. This is KWZD. Welcome to the box seats. I'm your host, Deli Johnson. With you here today, 
pull up some popcorn and a soda, and let's get started. That's enough! Not just the titular name of the film we are discussing today, but also the methodology, the through line, and the absolute narrative to this entire film. That's enough. A sparse crew, sparser script, and even sparser subject matter. Or is it? Hmm. I have with me today the entire cast of That's Enough. And also, the entire crew of That's Enough. That is the same. It is just these fellows in the studio with me today. I have a director and writer, Oscar Linseth, with me. It's very exciting to be here. Uh, you might know him from his face on the movie poster, uh, Benjamin Colorado. Oh, it's real happy to be here. He's both actor and cameraman. Uh, we've got the producer, gaffer, best boy, and best supporting actor, rumbling nominee, Chet Phoenix. Mm, hello. And um, the next man needs very little introduction. We have actually studio head Alex Franks with us today. Uh, Mr. Franks, thank you for being here. Could, could, could you share with us what... It, it seems to be extensive yeah. what you've done yeah. on this film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it started with me catering and then I became the prop master and... Um, and then they started slapping me in the back room, and I was doing editing. Uh, um, but, you know, some of their moves were a little weird, so we went back and refilmed some stuff. And so I helped with the choreography, and, uh, and that led me to uh, actually acting um, into a, a lot of the scenes. Um, so then we needed to sell the movie, so I went to the studios and, uh, you know, I helped become like a studio head and, you know, get it out there. And then. Uh, also, along the way, some of the scenes looked really odd in, uh, in post, so we went back and I became the double for Mr. Phoenix. Fantastic. Alex Franks, you might have read about for his absolutely unlikely and meteoric rise to the top of a studio completely out of nowhere, and now as you find out, not so much out of nowhere, but out of necessity yeah, to we, sell this film. is had, the, had to be done. Is the best way to sell the film would be to become... Empower for those who buy it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, uh, Oscar, can you uh, just just tell me a bit about the movie, how it came to be? All right. Well, I was I was going through my normal day. I got an email that said, "Hey, due to your previous uh, legal tricky, uh, uh, I don't really want to say what it was. Due to legal reasons, you have to shoot a PSA, and." Um, so I, I decided the subject matter was was just people out there are doing too much. They're 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 running themselves thin. They're they're trying to accomplish too many things in a day. And I just you know what? I said that's enough. We have to stop it. And that's where that's where I got the spark of genius. That's my title. That's enough. And I immediately started working on the script. I, I, I toiled for days over this this full two page fully lying script and it, it 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 turned out pretty well I, I think I think everyone here would agree that that the, the initial script was 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 great it was enough and um so as we were shooting this PSA just the few of us I I, I noticed just Colorado and Phoenix's that their their on-screen dynamic was was explosive it just it took my breath away I was I was literally weeping 
when we call when I called cut on the first scene. And so I said, this is this is too big for a PSA. I have to throw tens of dollars at this to turn it into a full length movie. And then that's where I came in and I I uh, Chet Phoenix. Chet Phoenix, yes. Uh I I came in and I was I you know cuz I I was so taken aback by the script when Oscar brought it to me and he said, "You know, I really want you to be a part of this movie." And then you know, I was like, "Sure, you know, I mean, you this part of this PSA." And I was like, "Sure, you know, I'll do it." And I you know, I you know, I had experimented with a little bit of acting, but but when I read the script, it was one thing. But then performing it, being in front of the camera with the brilliant Benjamin Colorado was was just this experience where I was like, you know what? I have a little bit of money set aside. Like maybe I could, I could produce it, right? And we can we could turn this into a full movie. It's not just a PSA anymore. It's a film. It's a story. It's something that could reach the people. And, you know, and so I, I also, you know, I set up the lighting and I, you know, assisted myself with all of my electrical things, the best boy as well. And uh, we really, we really had something amazing going. At least that's what we thought. And then Alex came in and he just took it to that extra level. Just and completely beyond. Chet Phoenix, of course, you may know from some of his films like, Hey, How Are Ya? Yeah, Godzilla's Death. Um, why was it me there, the side of the bus? The Standing Table, and of course, The Crying Game. The absolute Sundancing, mm-hmm. independent yeah. film darling. It's just the most oh, uncanny shucks. pairing to have you, who is so well known in theater as well as independent film, be with an absolute gargantuan and titan in the industry in Benjamin, Colorado. It's, I mean, um, it, we just worked, we had the chemistry immediately. I was just so happy. We just, oh, he was such a, so it's such a I'm good, tearing up uh, right now. Uh, it, was such, it was an emotional finish. I'm, I'm not ashamed to it was, I did it cry was, a little when really, uh, we uh, cut on that last I, scene. <laughs> Benjamin, Colorado, of course, uh, Help propel this film into the into the stratosphere. Is you create enough buzz and and to to get Mr. Franks to eventually buy the film. Well, you see, that it's actually good. I'm glad that you brought that up. Is uh, I run my own uh, Instagram. Is uh, if you want to follow me, it's uh, Ben Colorado out there. Is uh, really, so, hashtag is well. You can add it. The kids know they're savvy, but uh, it's that was really why. Uh, I came on is they needed a cameraman as well as an actor and I run you know I take all of my own Instagram sh- uh, photos I know how to work a camera so if you're, you know what you need to act I can act like I can do it I'm there I'm good you need a little bit of camera work hey I know how to work an Instagram filter and that just has created enough buzz me just posting my little Instagram photos was able to get dear, dear Alex Franks here yeah. attention and get him to the project absolutely incredible Sure, this came together. Just a handful of actors, a handful of extras, and some extra help here and there to create an astonishing film. Yeah, but it was a hard sell at the beginning. It was very hard because people kept saying, you know, this whole DIY aesthetic, you have the man, you have, you know, 
me acting and holding the boom mic and we have uh, we have Benjamin, you know, holding the camera and acting. They're like, it looks like a student film. It feels like a student film. And I was like, that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. it. It does feel like a student film. It feels like an exercise in learning. And no, no studio would pick it up until we had Mr. Alex Franks here. And he, yeah. uh, she believed in us. She believed in the product. Yeah, that's why I work so hard for it. And it looks like we have a, a you guys brought a clip yes, along we, with Yes, we, we brought a, a clip out of, it's it's really the the emotional crux. It's it's the moment where uh, Mr. Colorado's character just just breaks down. Yeah, on the boat. No, that and, was those were real tears. Those were that was a very emotional day of filming. Those those were real tears. Well, yeah. Um, if if you'd like to to roll it. Yeah, I would. I would love to roll it. So we've got Benjamin Colorado, uh, Chet Phoenix, Dave. Extraman, a clip from that's enough, and uh, here is the uh, the crux of the scene. Wally, I'm trying to tell you, it's it's your mother. She's sick. She's sick. She's really sick, and and we gotta do something about it, Wally. That's enough. What? Wait, I've had enough. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Wally, there's a fire. Wally, you gotta come quick. Wally, we gotta Boy, go. Incredible. You heard it from Mr. Linseth himself. It's explosive, absolutely heartbreaking in moments, and I think uh, the scene spoke for itself. Absolutely incredible work, gentlemen. Um, that's enough. Playing on, uh, surprisingly, only four theaters worldwide. Four theaters worldwide. Um, seems to be doing incredibly well for itself. Each uh, one's been an absolute sellout. So get tickets. There's a huge waiting list. Uh, the second market is absolutely flooded with exorbitant prices to see this film. So I suggest you see it soon. That's enough. Thank you guys for being here today. Uh, I'm Deli Johnson. Thanks for joining me in the box seats. This is KWZ. Thank you for joining us today on today's Power Hour, brought to you by KWZD. I'd like to thank all of our hosts, all of our guests today, and I'd also like to thank you, the listener, because without you and without members, the KWZD family, we do not exist. So please, please become a subscriber today, become a member of KWZD, and receive that sweet, sweet tip. We'll see you next time. This is KWZD.